Hey, hey, Firestarters, welcome back to another episode. And oh my gosh, am I excited for today's episode. It may not be our usual like business marketing education style, but it is so good and so insightful that I just cannot wait for you to dig in. So today's guest, I'm really excited to introduce you to, is Dr. Laura DeCesaris, and she's a functional medicine health strategist specializing in women's health and high performance. And so she takes a very female-centric approach to health and wellness, teaching women about their bodies and brains so they can make better decisions for their health and leverage their biochemistry for optimal performance. And that's really a lot of what we got into today. We are talking all about biohacking, what it is, what it means for you, how it really is the blueprint for both your health and your business. And we got into a lot about how it improves focus, improves your metabolism, improves performance, and really just how it's going to not only really help you take your health and well-being to the next level in your everyday life, but also really increase productivity and performance and really optimize your business as well. So I bet you didn't know that those two were super intertwined, but they are. And so we are getting into all of those beginning steps of what it looks like to really start biohacking your health and your life. And Dr. Laura knows all the things in this area. So she is just giving you a step-by-step blueprint for how to really figure out your own individual plan for biohacking and what's going to work for you. So I am just so excited for you to get all of these incredible insights and see how it makes you feel better every single day and how it really starts to help you grow your business. So without further ado, let's dive in to biohacking with Dr. Lara. Hey there, gorgeous, and welcome to the Females on Fire podcast, the place to be if you're an audacious dreaming woman ready to ignite your influence, burn your limitations, and spark your success. I'm your host, motivational speaker, marketing coach, and Dr. Pepper lover, Haley Luckadoo, and together with the most incredible women I can find, we're going to bring you the best business and personal growth advice to help you create a profitable biz and step into the highest version of yourself. So welcome to the club, Firestarter. Now let's start turning that spark of an idea into a wildfire of success. Hey, want to know a secret? We've got a good one for you. Females on Fire is going live and in person with our first ever Females on Fire conference. And we want you to join us. Come join us in Dallas, Texas, August 10th through the 12th of 2023 for our first ever conference that is going to take your business and your personal growth to the next level. This is not your mama's business conference, and we want you there. We're going to bring together 300 women in a room that is going to feel like the fun and friendship and high vibe energy of your slumber party days, but we're going to do it with the business tips, the marketing strategies, the action steps, and all of the tools you need to step into your higher self. We're going to bring together the best speakers in the industry, tons of fun surprises. And of course, we couldn't have a conference without a dance party. Like I said, not your mama's business conference, a full day of business, a full day of personal growth, 
learning from the best mentors and meeting all the right people to grow your network and help you step into that higher version of yourself and higher version of your business that you've maybe been dreaming of for a while. That is what the females on fire conference is all about. And we wanted to make it affordable and easy and just a simple yes for you. So come join us. Tickets are on sale right now. They are the early bird pricing that you will never see again. And with tons of fun bonuses that you're going to want to grab. So head over to femalesonfireconference.com and join us in Dallas next August for the conference that I guarantee is going to change your business and change your life. Hi, Dr. Laura. Thank you so much for joining me on Females on Fire. I'm so excited to have you as a guest today. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I am so excited to have this conversation today and just pour into your community. Yes, excited to have you. I've been meaning to have you on the show for a while, so I'm so excited that we're finally getting to do this. Uh, but let's just kick it off by letting everybody know who you are, what you do, how you got into this whole crazy entrepreneurship journey. Sure, I definitely stumbled into it by by a happy accident. But yeah, for those of you for those of you who don't know me, I am a functional medicine doctor. I, I run a consulting business that provides health strategy and educational services for female entrepreneurs, helping them to better understand their brains, their bodies, their hormones, so they can make better choices, not just for their health, but even for their business. Um, like a lot of people in integrative medicine, I, I kind of got into the field when I was younger, just through my own health issues. Uh, I, I got diagnosed with something called Hashimoto's disease when I was in my early twenties, which is an autoimmune thyroid condition. Super common. My guess is some of your listeners right now are like, oh yeah, I have, I have that dealing with that. But anyway, at the ripe age of 21, being told that there's no cure for it and you have to be on medication for your life just was not sitting well with me. I was like, this doesn't make sense. I'm supposed to be feeling the best, like 21, about to finish college, like excited for life. And instead I'm tired and doesn't matter how much I sleep, I'm still tired and I have brain fog and I don't feel well and my digestion sucks and I'm gaining weight even though I'm exercising. And it was just so uh, frustrating. And I was really fortunate that my mom at the time had been into like functional medicine and quote unquote, alternative therapies. Like she was doing Reiki in the eighties before it was cool. Like it is now. <laughs> so she, she like dragged me to a chiropractor who also happened to be a functional medicine certified practitioner who completely changed my life. Like literally walked in the door. She looked at me, started like poking me, pulling things. And she told me all these things about myself that I knew to be true that I hadn't shared with her, you know, I wasn't sleeping, was definitely having way too much caffeine, digestion wasn't doing so well. And she was in her mid fifties and loved her job, which was such a refreshing change of pace. Uh, when I was trying to figure out like what I wanted to do with my life, like, Oh, well, there must be something here. Like she loves showing up to work every day in her mid fifties. Like, okay. So she really started me down the path of understanding that there was things I could do for Hashimoto's for my health. And that started with focusing on my body and my body alone, not worrying about what other people were doing, not worrying about what other protocols said to do, but figuring out what was going on with my gut health and my digestion 
what was my perception of stress and how could I decrease my experience of stress in life? How could I prioritize sleep? How could I eat and exercise in a way that made me feel good versus just doing general recommendations, you know, that sort of thing. So it really changed how I viewed health and how I viewed taking care of myself better. Um, and that really started the path of me knowing that I wanted to study the same thing. So I spent most of my early and mid-20s in various forms of school. Uh, I got my master's in clinical nutrition, got my chiropractic degree, studied with the Institute for Functional Medicine and Academy for Anti-Aging Medicine to do my fellowships, and uh, jumped into clinical work and found myself in what was supposed to be a nine to five and very often turned into a seven to seven or a seven to eight, <laughs> including Saturdays. Um, and really by the end of my twenties was feeling just real crispy and burnt out and, <laughs> and just, you know, doing a job I loved, but having zero energy or time for myself. And in hindsight, kind of just stuck on autopilot, just working, working, working all the time. So, you know, from there, I, I ended up moving across the country out to Arizona following a, a relationship change and kind of just decided I wanted to do things differently. Um, as much as I loved being in the clinic and serving patients, I knew that for me, my health was starting to have issues again. And that was not the way that there wasn't going to be longevity in that for me. Like I could see that. Um, I kind of like strong armed it for four or five years. And I was like, this is not... I, I'm not taking care of myself. I'm not doing what I'm telling my patients to do. Um, and the timing of that was serendipitous and that very shortly afterwards was 2020. And uh, as we know, all of our lives changed and my eyes were opened to the concept of running a business online uh, and really kind of falling into this whole new world of, oh, I can actually serve people just as well, if not better through their phones, through their laptops, through creating courses and education, through actually being able to take the time to spend with them versus 20 minutes in the office, getting to spend time talking to them every day for a couple of months and really, really helping them create those changes that we want to see when we're in clinics, but is really difficult to see when you're only seeing somebody for a 20 minute time period. And by doing that, it also gave me all of this other time back because I could create my own schedule. And now I had time to take care of me, right? To do things like meal prep, workout, take a day off from work, <laughs> on vacation, what a novel concept. Um, and and really just that, that completely changed the game for me. And shortly afterwards, I was introduced to incredible networks like yours, like Powerhouse Women, which were just game-changing for meeting other female entrepreneurs and understanding that a lot of us were craving a way to make an impact and help others without sacrificing our own health and our own well-being. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that you just kicked it off by saying like, I stumbled into this because I think that's something Total that accident. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's something that a lot of us can kind of identify with in just terms of like business is very much an evolution, right? Like you usually don't end up where you started. And, um, so I, I always love hearing people's kind of journey of like, what got them into it, but then just also like how it's evolved over time and what that has looked like. And so I love that it kind of started with just your own story of, you know, your own experiences of what had happened and, and being diagnosed and all of those things. And then it was like, okay, then I kind of got into this and I kind of dabbled in that. And 
I found this and I moved here and I did this. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I can serve people online too. I can make that work. And just that evolution of like what that looks like to just constantly keep, you know, progressing. And even sometimes when it's slow progress or you're not totally sure, like this is the right road. It's like, how do I show up and serve? And as long as you're asking yourself that question, it's like, there's always going to be new opportunities and new doors to kind of help that business keep evolving. So I love that. That's so cool. Absolutely. And I think like the one thing I always held to, you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, man, how did, that's like a big jump to go from a a nine to five clinic where someone else is kind of dictating your hours to doing your own thing. Like I always, I always held fast to my curiosity about how I could still show up and do what I wanted to do in a way that felt really good. And I think a lot of people who are transitioning to entrepreneurship from a more corporate, more structured setting, like I did not grow up surrounded by entrepreneurs. I grew up by people who were in very traditional nine to five jobs. And that was all that was modeled to me. That was all I knew. I'm not even confident. I heard the word entrepreneur until my (laughs) twenties. Like I, I think if you would ask me what that was in high school, I would have had to like, go look it up. (laughs) I don't think that was just like the environment I grew up in. So it's, it's okay. If you also don't understand that that's an option until later in your life, Mm -hmm. Um, because uh, like, who who knows what's going to happen year to year. If you would ask me even five years ago, if I would be doing what I'm doing right now, I probably would not have been able to, to have those thoughts and like conceive conceive that, that concept at the time. It's just something that if you, if you stay as open-minded and you stay curious about like how good it could be, it's really amazing what opportunities the world kind of opens up for you. Yeah. Ooh, I love that you mentioned that. Cause I think that curiosity just gets you everywhere. Doesn't it? I mean, and I'm a big believer of just like kind of staying in integrity with yourself. And it's like, kind of like I just said, like, as long as you're asking, like, how do I show up and serve? Right. It's like, there's always going to be a new opportunity. There's always going to be a new door, a new revenue stream or something new to try. And so you kind of couple that with that curiosity of like, well, what if I just try this? Or what if there was a different way to do that? That really ends up being, I think what sets you apart in entrepreneurship, because that curiosity tends to keep you from being the person that's like, oh, well, this is what's working for them. So let me go over here. It's like, no, you know, like, what could I do differently? What's missing from this space? You know, what skills and expertise and passions do I have that I could now bring to this and, and make it different and serve people in an even better capacity. Right. So I think that curiosity ends up kind of being more to your benefit than even you might realize sometimes. Absolutely. I, I really feel that curiosity breeds confidence. It lets us approach things through this lens of, oh, will this work? Maybe it won't. It, it lets us detach our self-worth from the outcomes of different things we try because we aren't coming, you know, it, it's not, I'm going to try this in my business. And if it works out the way I want, I'm a success. If it doesn't, I'm a failure. It gets that language out of our mind. If it's just, what if this could work? And if it doesn't work, what's a different way I can do it? So as much as we talk a lot in entrepreneurship about like understanding your worth and your value, I think curiosity lets us flush that out just a little bit from the actual business building activities. So that I I think as women, we're just so hard on ourselves. If we think things are going one way and they they don't turn out that way, we kind of take it as a personal failing instead of just looking at it as data. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree with that. Speaking of curiosity, um, I think 
women everywhere that will listen to this are all going to be kind of curious of like, Ooh, I want to know like how she did this and how she like improved her health and how she did all of that. And, um, you, you talk a lot about biohacking and I think this is something I am incredibly interested in learning more about, but also can kind of admit that it's kind of a scary word. It sounds like a really big, intricate thing. That's going to take me a lot of time and energy. And I'm, you know, it's like one of those things where when you first hear it, you're like, what does that even mean? So kind of, you know, switching gears a little and getting into that conversation, can you just sort of define first before we dive in like beginner sages, what is biohacking in your life actually look like? And I know we're going to get into a lot of things of how it improves focus and performance and all of this, but what does that actually look like? And how do we even like get started? I agree with that. And I, I actually can't stand the word either. I think it's that word hacking. It's like very aggressive and sharp yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, Oh, I don't know if I want to hack anything. So like petition to just change the name. Like I, with my clients, I like to call it like elevating your biology, whatever, not as catchy as biohacking, but the reality is biohacking isn't necessarily taking shortcuts or like hacking away at who you are. It's, it's simply you know what? It's like DIY biology. It's like figuring out how do I wait for it? How do I be curious (laughs) about my body, about my health and make little changes just for me to improve how I feel, to improve how I perform my mental clarity, my overall well-being and mental health. So it, it lets people start the pursuit of like hyper individualized approach to health, um, versus falling into these buckets of, a very generic gut healing protocol or a very generic workout plan. Like it, it really understands that there is this concept of bio-individuality where we are all very different. We are very different at the genetic level in terms of our lifestyle, our stressors, our goals. So the field of biohacking as a whole lets you experiment with yourself versus kind of falling in those more general approaches to it. And there's like so many degrees of it, right? Like simple changes, like diet changes, things like that. You'll, you'll see people at the other end of the spectrum who are like heavy into tech and wearables and all kinds of crazy devices that they wear on their head and things like that. So it, it doesn't have to be like, there's a spectrum that you can kind of start stepping, stepping into. And what I really, what I really love about this field is now in the past, I would say like a year or two, there's much there's a much bigger movement behind female-centric approaches to this, meaning as women, we are very different than men. So biohacking has been a predominantly male-dominated field. And so that means a lot of the data on it, a lot of the things coming out were created for a man's physiology and we're different. So now you have all these incredible women out there who are like, hey, we can still use these tools, but we have to look at them through a different lens. We have to look at them as women, as changing beings at the biological level, um, which I think is really cool. And that's like a really exciting time for women in like the longevity in the health field in general. Yeah. I love that. So what would you recommend? Because it is so like individually focused and it is so focused on like, really just, you know, you mentioned this with your own story, taking account for what's going to work for me and what do I need? What does my body need? versus maybe what everybody else is doing or what the new like trend is or what looks cool because it is so individually focused. What's kind of your recommendation for the starting point? Like, let's say somebody's listening and they're like, I just don't even know, like, I want to take 
my health to the next level. I really want to start, you know, taking care of myself, but I don't even know where to begin. What is, you know, biohacking or whatever we want to call it. What does that look like for that very first step? Because it is so individualized and it's hard to just say like, start with your diet or start here or start there because it's so different for everybody. Yeah. And I actually think it starts with something even more foundational than like a nutrition change or a sleep routine or anything like that. I think for women in particular, the biggest place to start is actually reconnecting to our body again and trusting it again. It's been, and to no one's fault, it's just, we've grown up in a healthcare system and a society that totally separates our physical body from like who we are at our core as women. You know, we go see a doctor, we're treated like a set of lab results, you know, barely acknowledged how we're feeling thing, or if we are feeling we're it's blamed on our hormones, like those are bad things, which they're <laughs> absolutely not. Um, and, and I think a lot of us who are particularly in this entrepreneurial world who tend to be very driven, high achieving women, we kind of get caught up in our go, go, go more masculine side. And we forget to tap into trusting our intuition, listening to our body. Like we have trained ourselves to push past fatigue, to push past feeling uncomfortable, you know, for the sake of achievement, which is not always a bad thing. But if you really want to, you know, get the benefits of different biohacking tools, you need to be able to cue into your body and understand how you're responding in real time. Mm -hmm. So I think the first step before making those changes are how aware am I of my body? Am I paying attention to my energy levels and what impacts it? Uh, you know, am I paying attention to sleep? Am I paying attention to how I feel when I do different kinds of exercise? Do I have different cravings? Am I paying attention when I'm hungry or am I just like tracking my food without any rhyme or reason as to when I actually need it? Like if we're going to do a field where we optimize our health, like biohacking, you need to understand what to pay attention to so you can optimize it in the first place. If you're kind of just at a phase where you're pushing through everything and like, you know, your health isn't great, but you know, you're, you're just hyper fixated on numbers on the scale or something else, there's a little bit of more foundational inner work to do. You know, kind of like when we talk about building businesses as entrepreneurs, it's like, oh, well, the mindset and personal development is a huge piece of it to get the actual systems working and lucrative. Well, it goes, the same goes for your health, like trusting your intuition as a woman, understanding what it feels like over the course of your menstrual cycle listening to your body when it's telling you to just pause for a minute, because that pause is really going to help you accelerate forward much more quickly than if you push past it. Like that's a recipe for burnout. So really step one is reconnecting to yourself, you know, whether that's starting to do things like body scans, where you're really paying attention to like, no, how do I actually feel? How do I feel physically? What's my hunger like? Am I, is there tension anywhere? paying attention to how different foods make you feel, how different workouts make you feel. And like spending a season working on that awareness is actually where most of us should start before getting into the fancy stuff. Mm, no, I love that because that's such a simple step. And I, I love that you related it back to business and like how building a business, you know, you very much have to get into the mindset stuff. And I think kind of on that same line of thought, it's like most of the time in building a business, the next step the next thing we need to do, it's like a really easy solution. Right. And we tend to complicate it with like, Oh, but I could build a content machine and I could go get on YouTube and I could do this and I could do that. And it's like, 
there's all of these all my funnels yes funnels all the things (laughs) like it's like all of a sudden we're buying three courses and two email templates and joining a mastermind and all this stuff and it's like but maybe the and sometimes those things are great right like those are all tools to help us grow um just like you said with the tech and the diets and the workouts and like all of this stuff yeah those can be tools but it's like what do you really need and what's that next step and so i love that this is such a like simplistic approach to just saying like do you even know where you're at do you even know how you feel and is that something you need to tap more into before you start diving into all of these different things you could get into cuz i think that's where we, it's, you know, this goes for everybody, but especially women, we tend to end up down that rabbit hole of like, oh, well, you know, if I want to feel better or sleep better, then I, I probably need to like lose some weight. Right. Or I got it. Summer's coming. I got to get ready for summer. I want to feel more confident. Therefore I need to go like fit into this bathing suit or whatever. And it's like, all of a sudden it becomes like starving ourselves and spending every all day, every day in the gym. And it's like, yeah, the, the particular diet or meal plan or whatever may not be a bad thing. The workouts may not be a bad thing, but it's like, if you don't even know the why behind why you're doing it and you don't have a real understanding of what that reasoning looks like, can it ever even be successful? No, probably not because there's always going to be more for you, right? It's like, you're, you're always going to look in the mirror and be like, I could lose more weight. I could work out more. I could eat less. I could do this. And I think that's what society kind of, unfortunately, very much pushes on us as women. Yes. You could always be skinnier. You could always be prettier. You could always eat less. You could always work out more, right? Like you just can always keep doing. And it's like you said, it just pushes you kind of over the edge in terms of the burnout and just constantly, let's call it what it is, just feeling like crap about ourselves. So I love that you started there. Yeah, I think. That's absolutely true. That is what I, I think things are starting to shift a little bit. Um, yeah. But most of us have grown up in a world where we're taught being healthy always means shrinking ourselves, being smaller, losing weight, wearing our stress and being superwoman, like a badge of honor on our sleeve, like yeah. being burnt out, pushing past discomfort, self-sacrificing. Like that's what was pushed at us and like, don't even get me into the aging conversation. Like, <laughs> oh, and you, and you can't show a sign of aging or Whole you know, another episode really <laughs> in big trouble. Right. And it's none of those things support health. Yeah. Teaching women to self-sacrifice, to put themselves on the back burner doesn't serve anyone. Like obviously not the woman who's doing that, but not anyone else she's trying to support in life. You know, teaching women that getting smaller and smaller and skinnier is the only way to be healthy creates a lot more issues for most women in the long run, um, including not paying attention to those body cues. And yeah, you know, teaching us that we have to look young forever when that's definitely not marketed as much towards men as it is towards women takes a huge toll on our mental health, especially at times that we should be growing more and more into our, our, our confident selves, into our authority as, you know, women in in other societies, when we look back in history, women as they aged were the people that everyone went to, to ask for advice. They revered their opinion. And like, we're, we're teaching women now that that's not the case. It's no, you got to be young forever. And it's, it's really detrimental to our physical health and our mental health because the aging conversation too, we are so hyper-focused on the 
the aesthetic side of it, the outside, we're forgetting to pay attention to our insides, uh, which is, I think, even more important when it comes to aging is paying attention to uh, what's going on underneath the hood. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And I mean, like you said, it's just like getting back to the root of like, how do I feel? And, you know, in business, you know, I'm a business coach. This is what I do. Like I tell people constantly, like, it's not about how many followers you have on Instagram, right? Like you can build a really incredible brand and be an expert in your space and speak on stages and sell out programs and do all of these things with, you know, 2000 followers or less, right? Like you don't need these big, crazy numbers. Do they help? Are there incredible tools for that? Are there ways to build that? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. But at the end of the day, you don't necessarily have to have it. And so it's just the same conversation, right? It's like, it doesn't necessarily matter what the number on the scale says, or, you know, how many times you can get into the gym in a day or whatever. Like, obviously again, it's like, yeah, are those tools that could help you? Like, yeah. Is this meal plan a tool that can help you is wearing the little, you know, Fitbit, is that a tool that can help? Sure. But at the end of the day, it's like, how do you really feel about yourself? And I think when we start to dig more into that of like, instead of how do I lose five pounds by summer, right? Instead of how do I get down to this weight? Instead of how do I, you know, learn how to meal prep and do this and do that? It's like, instead of how do I solve one particular problem that may not even be the problem? How do I make myself feel better? Let's get to the root of that first right. And, and see where that leads me and see what that gets me to. And I think the more that you do that, the it's like you said, the more confident you are, right. And you get confident in your own body, you get confident in your own mind, you get confident with aging and with just existing as who you are. And there is a lot less of burning yourself out and just like constantly pushing yourself for more because you just kind of learn to be like, yeah, pushing yourself for more is great. Like you can always push yourself a little, but you start to get just kind of happy with like, this is the life I have now and it's cool and it's amazing. And I'm proud of myself. Right. Absolutely. And when you focus on, on those things, like how, how do I feel the best I can? How do I set a goal of having the most energy of being able to experience the most joy of feeling so mentally clear and focused that I'm more productive with my time and I'm freeing up time to do the other things I love in life versus like all of the mental energy that so many of us expend worrying about what to eat, what I look like in the mirror. This like, that's a lot of mental energy that we can free up for far more meaningful things. And the reality is, a lot of people, you know, I'll hear things like, well, if I just lost those 10 pounds, I'd feel so much more confident. And that, that never happens. It never comes from the numbers changing on the scale. It comes from you being able to feel more energy, to feel like you're taking care of yourself. So reframing those goals into something much more meaningful will actually let people experience the wins that they want so badly to have versus letting a set of numbers dictate their emotions in the morning. I mean, I think this, this might be relatable for a lot of people. Like when those numbers start to have a power over your mood and they determine how you're going to feel during the day, it's time to step away from the numbers, whatever, whatever that looks like, whether it's the scale, whether it's macros, whether it's, it's something else, it's time to step away from that. Uh, because your relationship with that has, has not continued to be a healthy relationship. Now that's impacting your mood. Like data is, is changing how you feel every day. Um, that's where, you know, bringing this back to that concept of tapping into how we feel, being able to cue into our body, 
that lets us view data just as data, right? right? It doesn't become the determinant of how we show up every day. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you think is kind of the next step? It's like, if somebody's like, okay, you know, I kind of know how I feel, but I don't really know what that means. Like, I don't know where I need to put my focus. What's your advice for that on kind of figuring out what their right next step is not necessarily like, what do you think they need to do, but more, how do they find out what they need to do and how do they kind of use that? Okay. Now I know how, how I feel to kind of lead them into this process and this journey, because I know you talk a lot about how the idea of biohacking really helps with focus. It helps with metabolism. It helps with performance and like all of these different areas of your life. So what does that look like for somebody who's like, okay, I did it. I know how I feel. I kind of know what the goal is. You know, I, I feel confident in that. Where do I go from here? This is usually the part where people are like, what's next? Is it the cold plunge? <laughs> is it intermittent fasting? And it's like, hit the brakes. We're not there yet. Yes. We're, we'll get there soon. We're almost there. So this is a, a two-part answer for me. The first is I then have people check off what we call their like foundational boxes, which is, are you prioritizing a consistent sleep ritual? That's number one. Are you eating food, enough food in a way that makes you feel energized? Meaning again, that awareness of what I'm eating during the day, is this making me feel good or is it making me feel cranky and bloaty and not so good? Right. Like, am I eating in a way that fuels what I want to do? Or am I just following a list of food that I like found on the internet, even though it's not serving me? So like that's step number two, sleep. What am I eating? Number three is an honest evaluation of your perceived stress levels. Mm. Meaning a lot of us, again, have trained ourselves to just push past stress or to be defined by stress. Like I'm thinking of the conversations when you say, hey, how are you doing? And someone's like, so busy, I'm so stressed. And that's always your answer. Like that's your defining characteristic. And I think this is a really cool tie-in to biohacking in that the goal of biohacking in the long run is to build up resilience. It's so we can handle the regular stressors of aging and the regular stressors of life better and more efficiently. But that starts with our perception of stress, yeah. meaning are we looking at it as some as something that's harmful, that's always present, that's like a frustrating part of life? Or are we able to switch that perception to something that might be helpful um, while acknowledging that some stressors are out of our control. So we need to like not fixate on those quite as much. So it's like the deeper awareness, like, okay, I'm listening to my body. Now I need to make sure I'm like sleeping, eating food, like perceiving and managing my stress a little bit better, uh, figuring out if any of those areas, if I need to spend a little more time in, you know, maybe it's sleep and you do just need to get consistent with a little winding down ritual at night. Uh, maybe it's nutrition and you do need to just play around with trying new foods for you. Um, and then from there, that the next level of awareness, even before people start using all the different tools out there is spending a season, understanding your hormones as a woman, like learning about them, like things I wish women were taught in high school include like <laughs> taxes and in-depth look at your menstrual cycle and better understanding it. Yes. Um, just because I think so many of us don't understand how powerful they are. We don't understand how they do impact our focus, our productivity, our ability to handle stress, our ability to even, you know, 
show up and be social. So if you can spend a couple months just learning what that rhythm is, it then starts to make all your other choices, even choices around like the nutrition and the sleep and the stress so much easier. It also gives you a blueprint by which when you start looking into more advanced biohacking tools that you now know exactly when to use them because you know when you're going to benefit from them. But it's hard to just lay that out in a plan if you're not understanding how your biology is mapped out as a woman. I love this. I love this because it it literally feels like you just laid out the entire blueprint of like, here's how you build your plan. But you didn't come on here and say like, oh, you have to start with nutrition, right? Like that's where you start or you have to start with sleep or what, like, it's like, no, it's, it is individualized. Like you said in the very beginning, and it's so different for everybody, but here's how you figure it out for you. And here's how you build it yourself. And I love that because it's just, it's so focused on the one person and not worrying about, like we said, the trends and the fads and like what, what the new tech tools are to help you with this thing or whatever. And instead just really getting, like you said, back to the root of like, how do you feel? But I love these different kind of touch points and starting points and like how to dig into those, because I think most of us as women, as entrepreneurs, as people who just kind of identify with go-getters and wanting to like build really successful things and sometimes tend to jump on the next crazy idea. Right. Um, we do tend to constantly kind of not be getting sufficient sleep or, you know, kind of sneaking those snacks that we know are going to make us feel terrible later, but we're like, I just need like the energy boost now or whatever. And I know I'm super guilty of that. The sleep part for me is just, it's not there yet. We're working on it. (laughs) Um, and so I, I think in that process, it's like, I think you're going to find a lot that you maybe didn't even realize was an issue, or maybe somewhere in the back of your mind, you knew it was an issue, but it's like, ah, but I, I need to lose 10 pounds. It's like, you said, that'll make me happy. It has nothing to do with my sleep. And it's like, no, at the, at its core, the sleep might be the problem. Right. So just kind of digging into that for yourself, I think is so cool and such a cool process. And just kind of, you know, like tying it back to what you said in the very beginning, it's like, if you approach it with this curiosity of, of just like, how do I make myself feel better? And like, what's really going to work for me? And, you know, what's going to really kind of elevate my day to day and being able to deal with stress and, and focus better and do all of these things. It's like, you just kind of open up this world of possibility for yourself of different kind of avenues to explore and get into, to see what really works. 100% entrepreneurs are wired to be the best biohackers because we have those personality traits and characteristics, you know, the drive, the wanting to feel our best, the ability to find novel solutions to problems. You can translate all of those skills to your own health strategies, right? The awareness of like, what's your purpose? What do you want to accomplish? And then bringing that curiosity, bringing that drive, except this time, like, you get to be the subject that you're trying all those things out on instead of your funnel and your landing pages. It's you. And it's, it's really incredible when women start to do this because something I'll hear often from women is I didn't know I could feel this good. Mm. Like we've grown accustomed to accepting that feeling. Okay. Is as good as it gets. And it doesn't have to be that way. You can feel really, really good. Most, if not all of the time, you know, obviously there's always going to be little ups and downs. Right. We indulge a little too much, you know, a life stressor happens, but like if your default is, yeah, I feel really good. 
just imagine how much that translates to you showing up in your business, right? Like we all know the person who's talking to us when they're energized and happy to be there versus someone who is like struggling and and not like feeling their best and showing up. Um, And that's not to shame anyone in that scenario. It's just when we feel better, it's easier to do all of those things, wear all of those hats that we have to wear as an entrepreneur and really bringing in that ability of your brain to kind of function, jump from different task to task. Like uh, I, I'm on a mission to, to make, make brain health sexy again. Like everybody wants to go to, to body composition and other stuff. And like, I really wish we had brain forward interests for our health goals, because it's just such a key player to all of these different areas that like we subjectively think are the problem. But a lot of times it's, we just have to take better care of our brain and our insides. And then we kind of naturally get those results we want. Yeah. And it's wild, you know, just like sitting here thinking about it from the business side, it's like you were talking about, we can feel when that person is showing up and they feel good and they're excited and all that versus when they're not at their best. And it's like, just imagine what that's going to do for you when you show up in your content, when you show up in your business and you start to try to sell, it's like, we talk about that all the time, right? Getting into sales. And that's something that I teach a lot is like, you've got to be able to show up with the kind of energy that you want your audience to perceive from you. And if they don't feel like it's a really authentic energy from you, and it's very much with integrity, within integrity of who you are, they're not going to trust you to come buy this thing from you that you've stuck a price on. And so it's like, just imagine what that can do for your business. And if it can do that for your business, how amazing are you going to feel just in your everyday life too? And so I, I love that. I love that whole process. Yeah. And just, just taking the pressure off yourself. Like I just imagine this scenario. If you're listening to this episode, like imagine your business over the course of a month when you knew exactly where the handful of days where you, everything in your core is telling you to take, take a step back to quiet, to look inward, to rest if you could see that ahead of time and not overschedule yourself those days, not launch that day, like understanding how to work with your biology instead of fighting it. And like, that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur. We have the flexibility to change our schedules how we want. So we can make it so much easier on ourselves and we can show up when we feel our best and we can pull back and have some more automated things running when we need that time ourselves. And it just, it just creates more flow and more ease in your day-to-day life. Yeah. This is like literally how to avoid burnout 101. Like (laughs) that's that's the name of the episode. It's like how to be happy at 101. Uh, Cause it does. I mean, I, I, I really think that that's when most entrepreneurs hit burnout is it's like all of a sudden you've got so many like content things on your schedule and you've got calls and interviews and this and that, and you're in launch mode. And it's like just the word launch mode, like makes most of us just clench because it's like immediate panic sets in. Right. And, you know, just the idea that you've planned all of that around when, you know, you're going to feel your best, when, you know, you're going to have the most energy that, you know, for sure, without a shadow of a doubt that you're getting enough sleep, you're eating the right things. You're doing all of these things and checking all of these boxes just the idea that just those couple of, I don't want to say simple things. Cause it's not always simple things, right? Like there's some work involved, but those couple of simple things 
can replace the idea that like, oh, I have to go spend two hours in the gym every single day, even while I'm in launch mode. Right. And like, just the idea that you can kind of free up the mental space, the brain space, right. To be able to be in your business when you need to be, and then not be afraid to step out of the business when you need to, and just like worry about you and take care of yourself. And like you said, just take a day if you need it. That's so refreshing. And I, I think it's those things that usually tend to push entrepreneurs right into burnout because it's like, all of a sudden we've got things on the schedule. We feel like we have to do, and we are in those kind of seasons or a couple of days where we're like, I feel awful. I I don't have energy. I'm now beating myself up because I ate this thing or I only got four hours of sleep or whatever. And we're, we're staying up all night, like working on the thing for launch. And, you know, it's just like doing everything quote unquote wrong. And, and then we feel terrible and we do that for long enough that all of a sudden we're just so burnt out. And I just think burnout is one of those things where it's like, you can hit it so fast and it takes so long to recover. And so just the idea that this could avoid that is so incredible. Absolutely. And and you're right. They are simple. Simple isn't always easy, but it is simple. And I think this whole process, it, it requires us to unlearn some ingrained habits and patterns about what health, and I'm using quotation marks, is, (laughs) and relearning what the new norm could be, one that's much more aligned with just who we are at the cellular level as women. So like something I love doing with my clients is I have them bring some of their business plans to our health meetings and we'll map them out together. It's like putting one on top of the other because you can understand, okay, I have the flexibility to shift things around based on my needs. But also if I still have to show up at a time when maybe my biology isn't gonna favor me doing those things, now I know exactly what biohacking strategies to do to support that. Yeah. Because I'm increasing that demand on my system at a certain time when it can't meet it. So now I'm going to increase the supply of these things to meet that demand so that I don't crash and burn so that I'm not exhausted so that I'm not, you know, visiting burnout for the first time or a repeat visit. Um, We don't want that. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I love that. I just, I love that sort of visual idea of like, you've got your health plan plan and you've got your business plan and you're just sort of laying them on top of each other for the kind of complete overview, you know? And it's like, you can't really have one without the other in a, in a sense, you know, it's like, how do I really, as a business owner, right. As an entrepreneur, how do I really focus on my health and really elevate that without taking my business plan into account and vice versa, you know, as a human being that needs to learn how to deal with stress and live every day and be happy and, and feel good about myself and be healthy. How do I do that with like, how do I run a business without taking all of that and my health plan into account? And so just the idea of like physically laying them on top of each other and seeing where, where the, the overview is and like where things overlap and stuff. I just, it's kind of a cool visual, I think, but I love that it's so intertwined. It is. And it's, you know, because we're higher functioning creatures, like we think our body is smart enough to understand like, no, no, that's business stress. Like that doesn't have anything to do with my health. And like our, our internal physiology is not that smart. Like stress is stress. The stress that we perceived is going to start the same hormonal and inflammatory cascades in your body, whether that stress is coming from 
working out without prioritizing recovery, from mental emotional stress, from not having boundaries, from a physical stressor like you know a diet that's not working for you. Stress is stress and your body just knows how full the stress bucket is. So we really have to look at all of them comprehensively to understand that, you know, I think a lot of us, and this was definitely me 10 years ago, like I would, I would vow, like I'm not stressed. I'm fine. (laughs) I was clearly very stressed, but I had mentally trained myself to think past that and think through stress and just, oh, I thrive on stress. I thrive on a deadline, which I, I do sometimes, but also, you know, we have to just acknowledge sometimes that. Our, our body might be sending us signals that we're trying to think our way out of, uh, and that will catch up with us at some point. Yeah. Oh, so true. I feel very, very triggered by that because I'm like, I, I have caught myself on many occasions being like, I thrive on a deadline. I'm good. I'm good. Last minute. I'm great. It's fine. It's all fine. If we all say it's fine, it'll just be fine. Right. <laughs> Like I, 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 I still catch myself doing the same thing and I have to remind myself like, right, no, I'm just addicted to like the adrenaline that's yeah. coming into my system now, which is not good for me in the long term. So, you know, for me getting into this field of biohacking and learning how to build my resilience to stress has also been a game changer at helping me recognize those patterns ahead of time. Like, oh, Hey, I'm, I'm kind of getting back into that when I really need to step back right now. And put a little restorative time into me so that I can show up bigger and better and more efficiently moving forward. Yeah. And it just ties all right back into that curiosity, right? It's like, what more can I learn about myself? That's going to help me feel better. That's going to elevate just my everyday life, my business, you know, my mental health, all of the things. And so just kind of having that, that constant curiosity of like, okay, you know, is this a pattern? Is this something I do often is, you know, what brings this up? Like those kind of things, it really is, it's game changing for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this was amazing. I, I feel like we just got like the blueprint to life in this episode. Like it was just fantastic. Um, so thank you for that. Before we wrap up, uh, I always like to close our episodes with a fun little, just rapid fire round. And it's just some fun questions that I think our audience enjoys. I know I enjoy, um, just a fun little way to close it out. So are you ready? I am ready. (laughs) Let's do it. Uh, what is one thing that you do every single day that makes you feel alive and on fire? I definitely prioritize not getting on my phone in the morning. Like when I wake up as soon as I can, I am outside I live in Arizona, so I'm fortunate. Sorry yes. for those of you in cold weather places. I am outside in the sun with my dog, no technology. Uh, I did not always do that, but that has been the biggest game changer in just like my mental well being and just feeling like physical energy throughout the day. So yeah. that is now something I will, I will never give that up. I love that. Just the sunshine, just get that like fresh air. Yeah. 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 Not looking down at my phone, looking around, appreciating what's around me. Yeah. Oh, it makes you feel so good. Doesn't it? I love it. Yeah, absolutely. What is the last book or podcast that you enjoyed? Oh, I actually just finished up uh, one of the most recent episodes of powerhouse women, which was uh, Lindsay had her husband Elliot on. Oh, cool. uh, talking about entrepreneurial couples in action. And it was just like such a cool insight into when you are a very driven entrepreneurial woman, like what are the relationship dynamics that like to consider 
especially when your partner is becoming entrepreneurial. So it was, it was very different than my normal podcasts, which are like educational takeaway stuff, but it yeah. was a really, really, really great episode. I love that. That's awesome. Big fan of Lindsay and, and powerhouse women over here. So I love that. Um, if you had $10,000 to invest in your business right now, how would you use it? What would your next investment be? It's so good. and such a hard question. Uh, <laughs> I think that would only get me like a teensy part of the way, but you know, in this conversation about biohacking, about tech, like I am fascinated in investing into technology for women to better track some of these things we're talking about, you know, like we can now track like blood sugar levels in real time, but like someone out there must be learning how to like track hormones in real time through wearable tech. And like, I would love to invest in that myself and like bring that into my business for clients without a doubt. I love that. What a cool answer. (laughs) (laughs) I love that so much. Um, if you figure it out, I want to hear all the details. <laughs> Someone's listening to this who is a tech person. Take notes and then yeah. uh, fill me in when it's ready. <laughs> Hit her up. Got it. Love it. Um, here at Females on Fire, we're obviously big on just shouting out other women and amping them up and elevating them. So who is one other woman that you would love to just give a shout out to and tell everybody to go follow? Just one? Just one. <laughs> I know it's so hard. <laughs> That's so, so difficult. Um right now because she's been supporting me behind the scenes like like and just an incredible human being is my friend uh, Megan Daly I think you know her yes she's at move on the daily on Instagram but while she's out there sharing incredible like movement and mindset and boundary tips behind the scenes she is just one of those women who is like the biggest freaking cheerleader all the time like picks you up when you're down, tells you exactly what you needs to hear. And I think like every entrepreneur needs a a business bestie like that. So uh, much love, much love to Megan. I love that. Um, I think it's even funnier that we just aired her episode of the podcast and I'm pretty sure she said you. So you guys just swapped your shout outs and I love that. That's awesome. (laughs) You are both incredible. You both also speak very similarly about each other, that you're just incredible cheerleaders for, for women. So I love it. That's fantastic. We love Megan. Final rapid fire question. What is the best piece of advice that you have ever been given? Man, that's such a good one too. (laughs) So many, so many pieces of advice. Uh, The absolute best one that has stuck with me word for word uh, was one of my mentors said to me, whenever I got stuck, whether it was like in business, in life, in health, imperfect action is always greater than perfect inaction. Mm. And for me, it's, I have it on post-it notes everywhere. And it's such a reminder that even if I'm like, I'm unsure of where to go, I'm feeling like things aren't ready. Just taking one action step towards that is always going to lead to more success, to lead to more doors opening than if you wait for things to look perfect. I love that. I love that. Such good advice. Mm. Tell everybody where they can find you. Where can they go follow along? What are you working on right now? Give them all the things. Yeah, so I'm on social channels like Instagram, Facebook at dr.lauradecessoris. I also recently joined Lemonade, which is kind of like fun little Canva meets Pinterest meets Instagram platform if anybody's on there. Um, But really what I'm working on right now is I, I, I know you'll appreciate this having 
worked on and continuing to build a community of your own is I've, I've always wanted to build a community where female entrepreneurs who value their health can come together and have those discussions. How do we maintain health when we're building our business? How do we go through that blueprint that we laid out earlier in this episode? And it, it took a while for me to figure out how, what would that look like? Knowing that sometimes it's hard for us to talk about our health in front of other people, but I think I got it. <laughs> so <laughs> I really spent most of last year creating, creating just that. It's a, a hybrid community called Her Wellness Vault. And what is really fun about it is it starts with that blueprint we talked about earlier. How do you build the self-awareness? How do you look at your sleep, your nutrition, your stress? How do you map your hormones? And then once you lay those foundational pieces and you're like, I'm ready. I'm ready to play around with the biohacking tools. Tell me what's next. Uh, her wellness vault becomes a choose your own adventure journey where you get to pick exactly what you want to spend time on, whether that is biohacking and brain health. Maybe that is cycle syncing. Maybe it is metabolic health and building muscle. So instead of being like forced to do the same thing as everyone else, you get to come and go and choose what you want to hone in on alongside other female entrepreneurs. And we have like a community forum. We have live networking and office hours calls for you to get all your questions answered. So it's been super fun seeing the women who are in it kind of move through that foundational piece and then start playing around with different areas in the vault and being like, oh yeah, I'm gonna focus literally on learning how to cycle sync for the next two months. And then I'll come back to something else later. Um, so that's been really fun making that and just like bringing it. people into that community. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And we will link all of that up in the show notes. So you guys make sure that you go check that out because I have gotten the privilege to just hear a little bit of the behind the scenes about it from Laura and it is amazing. So you're going to want to be a part of that for sure. Thank you so much. Love it. Well, uh, Dr. Laura, thank you so much for such an incredible episode. I really I honestly mean it when I say it just feels like we've gotten the blueprint to life in this episode. Like it's such a cool concept of just like really elevating your energy, elevating your health. And I feel like we could do 10 more episodes with you at some point, just diving into all the fun little details of this, but thank you just for coming on and sharing your time and your wisdom and your energy with our community and just giving them those couple of starting touch points to really just live a better life and build better businesses and just be happier, healthier humans. We appreciate you so much. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I, I love talking about this stuff and yeah, stay, stay curious. And that's a wrap. Head over to femalesonfirepodcast.com to check out this episode's show notes, find fun bonuses, or grab your Females on Fire merch. If you loved this episode, make sure you hit subscribe, leave us a review, and then share your favorite takeaway on Instagram and tag us at Females on Fire so we can repost you. Want more? Join us in the Firestarter Club, a monthly membership focused on helping you grow your business and your network. And tune back in every Wednesday and Friday for brand new episodes to keep you fired up for those big dreams.